0: In the prime of life, says me. Far as I be knowin', haven't time to slack around in comfort all the year. So when- library Come on in look all around there's plenty for to see. Make your own self right home your love The Library
1: Welcome to Homegrown Conversations a collaboration between KFSK and the Petersburg Public Library. Today we're going to be talking to Matt Garretts about his inspirational pet duck Starflower. Starflower is in the room with us as we do this interview and she has quite a bit to say. This is Kari Peterson, and I'm here with Matt Garretts and Starflower, his pet duck, and we were going to talk about your amazing duck.
0: My amazing duck, Starflower. My blind duck, Starflower. Your
1: blind duck. That's what I think makes her even more amazing.
0: Yeah. Um, she wasn't born blind she went blind in a bear attack on my bird coop where the the bear came in and kind of killed all my birds and I found her underneath this big wood box laying there and uh and I was kind of oh there's you know one alive and I walked over to her and normally um ducks run away from you when you approach them and uh she didn't do anything and when I touched her she just kind of freaked out, and I set her aside so I could clean up the coop, and she just kind of kept making this motion with her head, and I'm like, I f- something's wrong with her, and uh, I went to pick her up again to bring her to the vet to see what was wrong with her, and uh, the same thing happened, so I quickly assumed she was blind, okay. and uh, I had this tub here. Um, in my shed out there, so I quickly put her in the tub and was going to bring her to the vet. And uh, she was sitting in the seat next to me in this tub, and, and I said, Sweetie, I'm going to have to give you away. I said, I can't have birds anymore. This is too much. I can't take losing any more birds. And she jumped out of this tub and right into my lap. <laughs> and put her head right in the nook of my arm as I'm driving down the road, and I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> we'll hatch the duck eggs that are in the, you know, coop, and we'll get another flock, and they'll take care of you. And, uh, and so, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: yep. So you have another flock?
0: Yeah. And so I kept her for two months, waiting for the flock to hatch, and be um, mature enough for them all to be together, and a new bird coop to be built here in town rather than out the road, and uh, and I put her down there with the new birds and the new coop, and they started picking on her, and she just looked so confused and helpless and spinning around in circles, and they just kept, you know, jabbing yeah. her with their beaks, and she just was, kept spinning around, and I'm like, uh-uh, nah and I already had two months kind of with yeah. her in a routine. I was already taking her to work with me and stuff, and I just thought, nope, I'll keep her with me. And uh, she still gets out once a day with the other birds. Yeah. Um. But they don't. She doesn't pretend like she's a duck, and they don't really acknowledge her much like she's a duck. It's it's pretty interesting. Um. Like none of them make sounds like her.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Hi, Starflower. You do talk to us, yeah, yeah.
0: And I think she responds a little bit differently when there's a female around. Uh, Yeah, the voice is. um, I, I think she knows, like, she's the center of attention or something like that. I don't know, but
1: okay. Well, tell us a little bit for those listeners who don't know you. What do you do for
0: a living? Uh, I do lawn care, uh, property maintenance. And, okay. Uh, so I go to work in people's yards and Starflower, depending on the yard. I and mean, There's some yards I won't let her out of the van because I can't keep a good enough eye on her. Yeah. But uh, for the most part, uh, every um, every yard I do, she gets to come out and nose around for a little bit.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she is, um... <laughs> you seem upset today, Starflower.
0: We'll call her the whip cracker.
1: Yeah, she, that's what she wants to be outside, doesn't <laughs> yeah. she? Is this what she does, what you were telling me in the van? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay.
0: We're going. We're getting there. I'm doing my best. We're going to get to work.
1: Because she is very different outside than she is right now. Yeah. You want to go outside. Look at her nibble you. (laughs) Come on, let's go.
0: Okay. even when I turn off my weed whacker sometimes, she'll stop what she's doing and she'll... You know, I think she's waiting for me to either come and grab her. You know, she just knows when, the, when that sound stops. Like, there's the potential that I'm, I'm gonna move her or something, but she'll start. I'm like, I'm just putting more gas in. I'm getting back to work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do you wanna bring her outside? Do you wanna do this outside? Would that make her feel better?
0: Oh, she'll, she'll be fine.
1: Are you sure? What think, Starflower?
0: She might want attention from you. Who knows?
1: Is that what you want? Do you want me to talk to you?
0: It's hard to read a duck. Yeah. I mean, because none of my other ducks act like her. Yeah. And then because she's blind, um, there's a whole other kind of, I think, subtlety to it. And uh, I'm always trying to decide if she's happy or mad, you know.
1: Yeah, um, she seems kind of anxious
0: right um, now. If you see her feathers are kind of, like, vibrating a little bit. Yeah. That's usually excitement in my Excitement. Book. Yeah, like, she won.
1: It's a new environment. You're in the library.
0: And it usually happens around women's voices, like, or kids. Oh, um, okay. Yeah.
1: The kids love her. So you live kind of behind the children's center.
0: Yep, and then also kind of next to the... Rebby Hoose, um, yeah. the Lutheran Church's children's. Um,
1: so all the children in town pretty much know who Starflower is.
0: Yes. So <laughs> much fun.
1: They always want to see her. Well, I have to say, she's quite inspirational. And so it was the bear attack. Can you start from... So how did she get the name Starflower?
0: Um, well, actually... Uh, Maya uh, Cowan uh, gave me Starflower here and another duckling, and I didn't have time to raise them, so I asked uh, Dr. Hess and her husband Rex um, and their two little girls to raise the ducklings for me until they were old enough to go in with my other birds, and I gave uh, Thor and Johnny naming rights, (laughs) and so um, they named her Star and her sister Flower. And when Flower got killed in the bear attack, and I only had them for two days, you know that the the Hess family had the two ducks for over a month. Yeah, and then gave them to me for less than two days, and one's dead. Yeah. And so I was just like, oh, I'm gonna tell these little girls, and I was like, well, if I just kind of mush the two names together, maybe that'll make it a little bit easier um, to digest. Or <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's how she got her name. Um,
1: so you are the embodiment of your sister as well. Yep. Starflower.
0: Um, and. Uh, she knows her name.
1: Well, and I can't help but think because you, because she's lying, that I would assume ducks have retinas, and that that the shaking, the shaking maybe from the bear, would have detached the retinas.
0: She had just one tiny little cut um, next to this eye, and it, it looked like a like a paper cut. There was barely any blood. Um, And so, I don't know if there was a nerve there that might have got severed, or you know, for a while I was thinking, oh, maybe she's just blind in this eye, and that's why she was turning her head over and over again. But she's definitely kind of blind in both eyes. Oh, yeah,
1: you can see she can't see at all there. Yeah,
0: Yeah. and then the one touch just kind of sets her, oh, you're okay.
1: (laughs) Well. So last year is when I met Starflower, when you were doing the garden, she likes, she wanders around and eats the bugs and fluffs up the flowers. Yes.
0: And the slugs. And the slugs. She
1: she does such a nice job. Um, The garden actually always looks so nice after she's been
0: there. There are a couple little areas where I was like, man, I I mean, she really, like, improved it. Yeah. Um, Yeah,
1: Yeah, she did. Um, but last year when I met you, when I met Starflower, you were telling me there was a bird that came down and tried to get her that?
0: Yes, that was a raven. Yep, a raven. Um, was working in a yard, and it was a, w- a well-fenced yard. So I, I wasn't really having any fear about working behind the house and not having my eye on her. And just out of the blue, I just happened to see a raven fly overhead. And I'm like, oh, let me keep my eye on him. And the raven just did this weird thing. And I'm like, I better go look. And sure enough, there he was on the ground pecking at her. And, oh. Uh, oh, yeah. Dad was mad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
1: did and, you chase the raven away?
0: Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and then this last one, the eagle attack um, yeah. up in tell Juneau. us
1: about that
0: um, I brought her up for uh, my buddy's birthday because um, he's got two little girls and I had texted the family photos and stuff and I don't really have a dedicated duck sitter so I just thought oh, I'll, she'll sit on my lap on the plane and, and we'll make the girls smile And um, but some of Kyle's uh, friends brought their kids to the party so she was a big hit at the party And, uh, the next morning, um, Kyle's wife, Steffi, had to run a bunch of errands, and Kyle had to take his oldest daughter out Girl Scout cookie selling, and he said, hey, you want to, you want to take Juniper down to the beach for some combing? And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, we'll bring the duck, and there was a nice little tide pool, so I put her in the tide pool, and, um, um and Juniper walked away quite a ways and I said, ah, we should get going back I said, we're quite a ways away from Starflower I don't like being this far away from her and we were about 200 feet away and an eagle came down and just snatched her right up and started to fly away and I was running and yelling and screaming and um, thank God the eagle dropped her from about 6 feet off the ground and Starflower just made one quack and uh, the eagle landed on the ground, which then meant I was still running and yelling and screaming. And it finally flew off. And when I got up to her, she had just two drops of blood here and one little drop of blood there. And I thought, oh, it won't be that bad. And I peeled back the feathers. And it was pretty bad. Um, a two-inch gash that exposed her, you know, the meat of, you know, her breast. You could see the tendons, everything. And, um, but she didn't make a sound. And uh, it was a Sunday, the vet was closed, and um, uh, I called the vet, Ken Hill, here, and he gave me the advice I needed, which was Betadine, and of course, with the pandemic and everything else, there was no Betadine (laughs) at the grocery store in Juneau. So uh, I remembered that Dr. Lures, from here, um, was up there, and so I... Quickly texted her, and she was down at her clinic with Beta dying. So we rushed down to the clinic and put her in the tub, rinsed out her wounds until we could get to the, the vet the next day, and then she had duck surgery, oh. and um, they put her put her to sleep and stitched her up in two different places, and or sorry, three different places, and uh, yep. And it took about two weeks for her to heal, and she healed up just fine.
1: Well, when I was talking to you about this story, oh, did you want did you want Matt to talk some more? <laughs> did I interrupt?
0: <laughs> I think she... The little
1: yeah, she has a, a distinct movement. I, when I think it's she a
0: likes boys. She likes girls better than boys. I think.
1: You think so? I don't know. I think you're pretty fond of Matt. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, It's amazing that she lived through a bear attack, a raven. raven, and an eagle. And you were telling me about how how famous your duck had gotten, because you were flying. Oh, and you were there. flying on uh, Alaska Sea Plains. Yes.
0: Yep, we went to the airport the first day. And um, to to leave, but it was very foggy, so we were just kind of waiting for the fog to lift. And um, because of her stitches and stuff, I I wasn't gonna really contain her, and and so yeah, she was just kind of out in the open. I had one of those absorbent pads that she could stand on, and uh,
1: you just had her standing on top of your luggage. Yes. Is that what you- yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And the whole airport was waiting for fog to lift, so there were just a lot of people there, and uh, she was quite the attraction at, at the Juno Airport, and uh, they eventually um, canceled the plane, so then we went back to the car dealership where my buddy Kyle works, and she had her photo taken there at least 20 times, <laughs> and it uh, was put on Facebook, and uh, not by me, but... By everybody else, and uh, (laughs) yeah, and then um, I mean that I'd run out of duck food because we stayed an extra day now, or actually two extra days because of the surgery, and then because of fog. And I could hear my buddy Kyle's neighbor. I, I knew he had chickens. I could hear a rooster, and you know they're fine with eating you know some chicken food. So. I noticed his neighbor had just gotten home. I called out. I said, hey, you know, could I borrow some chicken food? You know, I got this pet duck. And he's like, were you on Alaska Sea Plains on Saturday? I'm like, yeah, how do you know? And he's like, oh, I had to go there to pick up some puppies. When we flew up there, there were six puppies on the plane and me and my duck. And so when we got off the plane, all the workers at Alaska Sea Plains were like, You know, um, exasperated. You know, the puppies were so cute, and then I step off the plane with this duck in my hands. They just couldn't even believe it. But yeah, the guy's like, I had to go pick up a puppy for my friend, and everyone there at Alaska Seaplanes was saying how a guy got off the plane with a duck. (laughs) And I'm like, that's me. Um, Yeah. And then the next day, when I went to fly out again, I walk in the airport with her on top of my luggage, and I'm carrying the luggage, and. The woman at Alaska Seaplane says, "Matthew Garrett, please come here." And I said, "How do you know my name?" And she goes, "Oh, it says right here, uh, you'll be arriving with a duck." <laughs> and, uh, yep. And we had the plane all to ourselves coming home, and uh, yeah, it was quite a journey. Yeah. And I, I mean, I wish the eagle attack hadn't happened, but um, it seemed to just kind of add to the whole. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, she is definitely a very special creature, and she just she's very inspirational because she she is you are so happy and you bring happiness to so many people.
0: She does. Yeah. Um, even the the Ukrainians that have been in town for the last few months. I mean, I've I've seen them stop and just look and watch and smile at her while I'm weed whacking somewhere else and they yeah. just happen to be walking by. Um, and, uh, and, you know, last year through COVID, I think it was just kind of like a, you know, something completely out of the ordinary to kind of snap people um, into the present moment. Oh, yeah. of, of
1: Well, I remember the first time I saw her, I was like, that's a duck. That
0: has a duck. <laughs> <laughs> I get so many comments. Uh, yeah, I know a young lady at little Norway festival. She's like, I saw you with your duck in your wheelbarrow. Sometimes I put her in the wheelbarrow and cart her from, you know, yeah. A to B. I call it the duck taxi. <laughs> and um, she just said every time she sees the duck, it just makes her smile. And, um, yeah.
1: Well, Starflower's a survivor, for sure. But she also seems to have a very giving attitude. Yeah, don't you? <laughs> yeah, you're checking me out. You hear my voice. Yeah.
0: A friend of mine uh, said, even though she's blind, I feel like she's looking sp- like deep into my soul. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, I, I mean, I get that feeling I'm like, you're not blind you're just faking it so you can get close you know, get inside and get a bath every night and uh, I, I put you know, six inches of water in the bathtub every night and she swims and cleans herself and uh, she's in there for about, you know, anywhere between a half hour to an hour and then I take her out and power off a bit and put her in my lap and then let her walk around the living room floor for a while and um uh, yeah, that, that's kind of like the best part of the day for me, being yeah. a duck owner. Yeah, having her on my lap, and um, she loves music. Um, yeah. Oh, if I put the stereo on for, for my shower, which she takes the bath after my shower, so she will just, oh, I mean... It,
1: what kind of music does is her favorite?
0: Boy, I mean, it's almost, I shouldn't say any kind... Um, I mean, I've never, like... I don't know what she would do if she actually disliked the song, but sometimes you put on Van Halen <laughs> and You crank like it. yourself <laughs> some Van Halen, huh? <laughs> and then, uh, I mean, she loves classical. Um, Yo-Yo Ma the um, uh-huh. cello. Um, She's so
1: got good taste, huh?
0: Yep. And, uh, yeah, there's a What poly- does she do? Oh, she'll... T- it depends if she's in the bathroom she'd like she'll get excited but then there's a spot on my living room floor where the acoustics are absolutely perfect all, all my my three speakers all point to that point on the floor and the height that she's at and it she'll just kind of do what she's doing now oh you know it just kind of like really soothes her just the sounds and the vibrations of, of, of the sound
1: so right now she's just kind of sitting in her her bin, and she's when Matt was talking, she's closing her eyes and just like, yeah, like she's being soothed.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, if sometimes I'll put her in the bathtub and then, you know, um, go downtown for an hour or something, um, and I always put music on for, her and um, yeah. And she's a bath and music. Yeah. What a treat.
1: <laughs> well, you can come clean my yard of slugs any day, Starflower. <laughs> yes. You're very sweet. Thank you for coming in and sharing your inspirational duck.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> um, she also goes out for uh, wildlife photography with me.
1: Oh, I, does she? Yep,
0: uh, the last two winners, and I... I carry her down to the slough with me and she she's made friends with trumpeter swans
1: Oh wow! Th-
0: this is the story I, I would put her in this little creek you know it's only two three feet wide but it empties into the bigger slough yeah. um, and I wait at the bottom of that creek for her to eventually just come swimming out and then I'll bring her to, to shore next to me and then, then we'll really <laughs> hang out so um, the swans arrived while she was in the creek, and I don't typically want to do anything that's going to startle the, the swans. swans. Yeah. And um, she came swimming by me, and I didn't want to get up and startle the swans and <coughs> grab her, and off she went swimming into the slough. And I was, you know, a very loud whisper, you know, Starflower, come back, come back. <laughs> She just kind of kept getting further away. And I was like, God, she doesn't need free will. She's only got the brain the size of a walnut. Just tell her to come back to me. (laughs) And these swans were sleeping 100 feet away from me. And she kept getting closer and closer to them. And the swans woke up, six of them, four juveniles and two adults, and they swam towards her and corralled her to the shoreline just six feet away from me.
1: Oh, wow.
0: And then they swam right by me, like three feet away from me.
1: Oh, my god! Looking right
0: at me in the eyes. And I said, thank you. And then they went right back to their spot and went to sleep.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. So they brought her back. They
0: brought her back, and I have photos to prove it. They're amazing. Wow. And then this last winter, um, there were very few juvenile swans.
1: Yeah, I saw two last year. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Um, but there was always these six adults um, together. hmm And uh, Sam, Bung- Sam Bungie lent me a book about Um, all kinds of different waterfowl. And, of course, I went straight to the trumpeter swan section, and there I learned that it's like two to three years before they'll find a mate um, and kind of break up the family unit. And so I started to think that these six adults were the four juveniles and the two uh, two adults from the year before. Their (laughs) plumage had changed, but they were still kind of like this family unit.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And so... I found the swans in a beaver pond um, right before man-made hole. And uh, I walked down there with her and they didn't care. And I laid down to take pictures and had her just kind of about 30 feet away from me. And two of the trumpeter swans came walking out of the water and walked right up to her. And um, they could she could hear them coming and started kind of doing a circle and making the sound. And the swans were like, oh, we're upsetting her. And just stayed back a little bit. And then the swans went to on to preen themselves and fall asleep right next to her. Oh,
1: wow.
0: Yeah.
1: It's nice that they didn't pick on her.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, I think it's the family from last year, and they were just making yeah. sure she's still okay. You know, I think they really yeah. recognized her. So... That's you know also been a big part of me having Starflower. You know, wow. four or five months of every day going out with her, um, and uh, I mean I, I had definitely some magical moments with you know different swan families over the years before I had Starflower. I I don't feel like she's added anything other than you know companionship for me. I don't think she necessarily draws the swans closer to me, per se, yeah. um, but she certainly doesn't
1: scare them away. Scare them away,
0: and I, I think you know, I mean anything, any creature, creature that sees me with their, I think, can realize I'm not a threat. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You really like she, to hear me talk, don't you, sweetie? She
1: does. She's like, you do all the talking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, that, that that's an important part of the story, too. I, I really, um, you know, I was a dog owner for 22 years, and um, I kind of gave up on having a dog when I started photography because I didn't want to leave a dog in the car. Oh, yeah. You know, because sometimes I'm out there for three four hours straight and then only take an hour break and then go back out for another three hours and I mean I, how do you leave a dog in the car when you're in those places where you would normally walk your dog oh, or hike with yeah. your dog and, uh, and I just I really missed having a, a buddy in the car you know yeah um, or in the woods and uh, and when there's nothing going on, which oftentimes happens in wildlife photography, I have a little buddy to chat with. Um,
1: (laughs) And and she does chat away.
0: She does. I mean, even this last winter, I, I found the swans. They were asleep. They didn't care about me or her, and they just slept and slept and slept for two hours. And I'm laying there in the snow, just freezing my butt off, like waiting and waiting for them to wake up. And I was like, you know, Starflower's the best picture right now. And just took Starflower's picture for an hour until the swans woke up. And when they woke up, they came walking over towards us just to kind of see what was going on. And then it was time for them to go, and they flew away. Um, huh. Yeah, so that's been very nice. And um,
1: <laughs> well, I think Starflower—it's pretty obvious she enjoys her life. Yeah, look at you looking at me. You're just kind of—you can hear me. Yeah.
0: I mean, I can weed whack a circle of around her within a foot, and she'll just. She'll sleep like that as I'm weed whacking right around her. Um, All the bits of grass are flying on her, and she just keeps sleeping. And then...
1: Because she knows that's you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh, I'm like, oh, thank God you're blind, because otherwise I think you'd be pretty (laughs) excited right now. Yeah. Um, And she knows when I'm coming closer with the lawnmower and that she needs to move. Um, She'll she'll move one way or the other. And... uh, Yep. About the only thing she kind of doesn't like is my leaf blower, the breeze. You know. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Um, but she's getting even used to that. But um, oh, are you tired? Ooh, are you gonna take a nap? <laughs> <laughs> she
1: is. It's like her dad. Yeah. <laughs> half time. <laughs> I thought it was so funny when you told me when when you. When you get in the truck to go to the next job, how she's all over you. Like, come on. Oh, yeah. It's time to get out.
0: She will chatter away. Even today. I mean, I, I showed up at the yard and I was starting to lightly sprinkle. And it's a big yard, so I, I didn't really want to commit to it and get caught in the in the rain on it, you know. But there she was in the van, just chicka, 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 chicka. And I'm like, Ugh, okay, <laughs> fine. I'll let you out. I'll start. And then it started to pour on me in the middle of the lawn. And I'm like, duh. But, uh, yeah, it was one of those moments where I'm like, do I leave and go to a smaller lawn? Do I just, you know? Yeah. It was her enthusiasm.
1: That, <laughs> Let me out.
0: And, yep. But at the same time, she also loves a, a good drive, you know? I mean, yeah, going out the road and she just lay down and go to sleep, or she'll put her head right here, and I'll just, I'll have my elbow right here, and I'm just petting her head as I'm driving down the road, and um, yeah, she loves being in the car. Sometimes I'll put her in my lap if I have my chest waders on, roll down the window, and she'll put her head out the window like a dog, (laughs) and she'll have her eyes half closed, kind of like you're seeing, and I, I don't know if she's smelling environment—I'm sure she is all all the time, but it just, you know, or the sensation of the breeze on her face. But she just, she just loves it. Um, yeah, it's quite something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you had referred to the plane. You were so funny when you were talking about the airplane. You had refer- You you said you felt like you were her entourage. You were Starflower's entourage. <laughs>
0: I <laughs> felt like she was the princess. It was her plane. I was merely like the the manager, the bodyguard, the the porter. The yep, she's quite famous, and uh, and I felt like I was I'm just here to, to manage and and mitigate the fame.
1: <laughs> I think that's true. <laughs> huh? It is, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and she's, I mean, she's taught me a lot of things about birds. I never um, have been this close to a duck. Um, yeah. I, I i have taken care of a, a, a macaw parrot in the past, but, you know, she loves her beak-rubbed. I mean, you wouldn't know it right this second, but it's quite sensitive, and um, I, you can almost put her to sleep if she'll let me do it. Um, we we'll come here. This'll, well, if you don't want it now, huh? No. But her beak is actually, there's a thin layer of skin on there, rather than, you can see how the skin raises.
1: Yeah, you showed me that. It's skin, like it's a layer of green skin on her beak. Yeah,
0: that changes temperature. Um, You know, if I feed her some of my granola bar, um, three minutes later, her beak is just hot. I mean, because the blood is just right underneath there, and I, I think they just immediately turn food and the heat and oh, okay. uh, especially when it's cold up there now she's letting me
1: yeah she's rubbing her beak
0: and her eyes she are she
1: loves closed. it
0: <laughs> her beak yeah. usually isn't this green it was just you know because we were out in a wet lawn she stained it, it, it it's usually a little bit more yellow okay oh yeah 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 yeah, I think it's quite. You know, it. it it's obvious that that's what she's using to navigate her world, yeah. and I. And I think it's a lot more sensitive than we would imagine. Um, you know, she can kind of differentiate between. Um, I don't know, grass and.
1: Well, she definitely uses it to feel around.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: telling him to get busy <laughs>
0: He's trying to go back to work
1: what does that mean
0: what do you think that, that means that means more petting sometimes I think. oh even, it even, does
1: look at her that's even, what she wanted yeah. more pets.
0: And even sometimes the, the biting I think means more petting
1: I think you're right when I was visiting with her one day and she was nibbling at me mm. I was getting the sense that that's what that meant
0: like a puppy you know, yeah. kind of grab me by the hand or the forearm, like, play with me some more, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I haven't quite figured out a duck's love language yet, you know. <laughs> um, bit, bit by bit, you know. Um, I mean, very rea- rarely do I feel like that. it's a, a sign of aggression.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and when I watch my other ducks, they... They do a fair amount of nibbling on each other and, you know, biting and this and that. It's Just
1: almost like the way she nibbles, it's like a preening, almost, when right. she's doing it to you. It's right. not like a aggressive anything. Right. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming in today.
0: You're welcome. Thank you for having us.
1: Thank you for joining us. This has been Homegrown Conversations, a collaboration between KFSK and the Petersburg Public Library. This has been an interview with Matt Garretts and his inspirational pet duck, Starflower.